Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and, you know, and all the rest of you jerks. It's hot and I'm tired. Um, <laughs> welcome to episode 50 of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99's first and only WWE Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, one of them anyway, uh, Sean Studlum- <laughs> Stud Muffin Hood, alongside Dave Sugar Teats Taylor. Hey, it, you know, it's kind of like Bobby Heaton and uh, Gorilla Monsoon back in the primetime wrestling days, where like Gorilla bit. Monsoon goes, hey, I'm your host, and then Bobby Heaton would go, I'm your host. Bobby yeah, Brady. yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I would like to point out that the new lady uh, here at the station, Nikki, we were talking this morning about how my old stripper name used to be The Magic, so we'll go with Sean The Magic Hood. Yeah, put that visual in your heads and never forget it. Anyways, moving right along. Too late. It is <laughs> FM 99's first and only WWE Wrestling Podcast. And there are lots of ways for you to to find us and get in touch with us. If you want to find us, obviously you've done it this week. Congratulations. But go to FM99.com under the media tab. It says ESPR right there. You can find our most recent episode. And outside of that, you can pretty much use any major podcast app. Just search ESPR. We should come up. It's ESPR, WWE Wrestling Podcast. So it should be pretty easy to find. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. And shoot us an email at ESPR at FM99.com. We did get some emails this week. A load of emails. And we're going we're gonna to address that yeah. later in the program. See if we get them from you, we're going to use them. So keep that in mind when you send us those dirty emails. In fact, a long-time listener, first-time emailer. So Ooh. We'll so, yeah, all right, so we cool. Got that so we'll that. And if you guys do this regularly enough, we'll come up with our own <laughs> kind of segue music, whatever, for... For that, yeah. <laughs> for the mail. But first, it is time for the news. And that has its own sound. Playing right now. Beautiful. So, All right. Um, we got some news. Let's see. I got some news for you here. I will start with uh, WWE reportedly signs. Uh, if I could get the darn thing to load up so I could tell you who it was. All of them are loaded, and then they have to reload when I open them. WWE reportedly signs Diana Pirazzo. Uh, Pirazzo? I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. I remember seeing her before. She wrestled in ROH. And she's done a bunch of independent stuff. Um, she related to Enrico Parazzo? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's made mention of that, so I'm not sure. She's at, she's very good. Um, she's uh, She did the ROH Women of Honor thing. She's worked the independent scene. She has made appearances for, I know, Impact. And somebody said WWE. I don't remember that. Was she in the tournament? I don't remember. That's the thing. I feel like maybe she was, but she might have been a first round, you're out sort of thing. But uh, she was on Impact for a while. She's worked in Japan. So she's been all over the place. Only 23 years old. Good signing for them. That should be really cool. I'm excited about that. Uh, Anytime they can get new talent, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Just because it's topical, um, we all remember what happened to Roseanne the other day. Well, somebody at WWE got in trouble for something similar. A WWE executive was fired due to his wife's Islamophobic tweets. No. Yeah. Sal Sino. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but he was the senior vice president of global content distribution and business development. Snore. Um, but he was fired because his wife sent out some tweets that uh, they don't have on here, which probably a good thing. Um, not, you got to remember, they're trying to still make those footholds in the Arab nations and the Muslim nations and, and you know, just over in that side of the world. You can't be saying things like this, and your wife can't be either. Your spouse, your kids, whoever it is, can't be talking like this. Um, I really don't care about Sal or his position with the company. I just, it's topical because it's just happened. Some Roseanne tweets something and gets a bunch of people fired. This guy's wife tweets something, gets him fired. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's Amy Mech on Twitter, by the way. A M Y M E K. Oh, her is that her his wife? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a short for a different name. It's, right. it's Amy Jane. Uh, I'm Mecklenburg. guessing she took down her her 
tweets that got her in trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm too late now. Okay, that's fine. No worries. It's, I'm really not all that heartbroken about not knowing what terrible things she had to say. That's that's okay with me. Ah, the internet, ladies and gentlemen, be careful what you say. Um, and I thought that this was pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, John Cena did an interview recently uh, with Sports Illustrated. He talked about lots of stuff, and one of the things he talked about was losing to The Undertaker so quickly at WrestleMania 34. And you and I brought up how it was kind of like, at this point, it's a respect for the thing for The Undertaker. You go out there, you do it for him. Yeah. You know, whether it was a great match or not, meh. Um, Cena had a quote about it. He said, that's my message to any performers complaining about their spot or that creatively they have nothing going on for them. I've been first. I've been in the middle. I've been last. I just want to go out there and do something. There are, there are a few performers who share my ideology. That's why, uh, oh, he said The Miz is one of them. That's why he's skyrocketing into a new bracket as we speak. There's a lot of disdain and complacency. You should be happy with any sort of role, even if it is getting your tail kicked in. And, you know, and th- that's what people who complain about the Kurt uh, uh, Hawkins. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. these guys. Look, I mean, they have a role. They're on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, you know and, the, and the Cena thing, you know, while we were puzzled by it, but, you know, we talked about it every week leading up Very to WrestleMania. True. Very true. And it's one of those things that it does again. You don't have not not everybody will be world champion. Yep, that is just the way it is. Sorry, Sami Zayn. Sorry, and not everybody. <laughs> and here's my thing: not everybody needs to be world champion. No. Some of these guys can go on have long, successful careers and make more money than guys who were champion multiple times. It just depends on what you do and how you make the most of it. I mean, I'm going to throw this out there, like because like Andre the Giant. I mean, he won the title, but that was like, but he was like a guy like in the territorial days going around defending it. Like mm. Braun Strowman could be a guy, you know, who's such a monster. That, like, does he need the title because he's you know because of who he is? I mean, I would say at some point, at some point, it's just kind is, of expected he should get it. I think because of how it's set up. But yeah. but 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 there's a time where you know that guy existed twenty some years ago. He wouldn't have to win a title because he's a monster in his own right. That he is a draw and he is a draw now. Hundred percent. Yeah. If we didn't see him every week, it would help. Yeah, but that's the problem. See him in every, seeing him every week, and that's the thing with Brock. They chose to give Brock the title because they want to tell a story with Brock, and that's one thing. But Brock is the kind of guy who could show up every once in a while, never wrestle for the title, and it doesn't matter because he's a draw in his own right. Yep, and that's just the way that works. I'm actually fine with them having guys like that. Yeah, because because it's not because the thing is, if somebody else, if it's Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns beats Brock, you're going to see them every week with the title. Yep. Now, if we get an open challenge like to do with the U.S. or Intercontinental title, I'm that. fine with that. I dig that. Um, and also, just another quick little tidbit here. Uh, when Cena was sitting in the crowd at WrestleMania, they didn't want him to do that. The office didn't. They said, okay, we'll let you go sit for about 10 minutes. And he said, no. He said, I need an actual ticket. I need an actual seat. And I'm going to go out there when the doors open and go in with everybody else. And because they were really nervous about letting him sit out there in that crowd, yeah, I don't know. They're just worried somebody's going to do something or what. But Cena, to his credit, was like, "No, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this." You know, and it worked because you didn't. You know, he didn't seem being bothered by people unless no. unless they said, "Hey, he's sitting here. You can't do this." No, and he mean, took he took pictures with yeah. everybody, and he was more than he seemed like he was having a blast out there. The only thing I didn't like about that was they kept showing him like during the match when I felt like they were missing things in the ring. But that might be a direct. That's thing. true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, that's, that's I that that's, we all know whose fault that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 done with that guy. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, unless you know of anything more pertinent, that's it for the news, and uh, we will move on from that. And uh, episode fifty, man, we'll uh, we'll get into the the meat 
yeah. of episode 50 coming up right after this. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. Hi, we're back. You know, I was just reminiscing during that time of of, of the past 50, 49 episodes. If yes. you want, it's the 50th anniversary of ESPR, like WrestleMania. It's, it's mm-hmm. the 10th anniversary. Which, by the way, you can find on our SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash ESPR podcast, I believe. Great moments. Uh, Fran Drescher. Uh, uh, yeah, Norm uh, McDonald. Yeah. That was pretty great. Uh, Chris Rock. That was always good. I thought Kermit uh, was was sounded fine. That was, there was some Kermit. Yeah, there was a Kermit, Kermit in there. It was all right. There was uh, there was some uh, there's some interviews. Yeah, there's uh, we've had a lot of good stuff. Go back and listen to us talk about great balls that are on fire because apparently <laughs> everybody does. I don't know why yeah. that one. Yeah, that's uh, blowing up with w- listens. W- yeah, uh, but uh, Seth Rollins interview. We, yep. we uh, Lana, we, we, we Lana, uh, Natalia. We Natalia. went in the vault with uh, Roman Reigns and yep. uh, and uh, Baron, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Yes. How dare you? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to point this out, and I know we don't talk about stuff outside of WWE much, but as long as there's guys like uh, Congo Kong and Grado uh, getting featured matches on Impact Wrestling, nobody has any reason to complain about Baron Corbin's work at all. So fight me. Um, All right, so let's dive right into Monday Night Raw and dive back out as quickly as we can because it wasn't great again. I like um, it wasn't parts as of bad. It. See, but that's the problem every week is I like parts of it, but it's not enough to keep the whole thing afloat. Yeah, yeah. There was. It's like maybe an hour of it'll be good first, out of a three-hour and change program. First hour was good. Yeah. Then we get to the barbecue, and then we had to wait to the women's gauntlet match. Right. Um. I. I. I, I, did, I did like Finn. I did like. I did like the dude when Finn slapped yeah. Braun in the face. <laughs> that crowd, like you saw people in the front row, like I think they legitimately thought Braun might eat him or something. Like he. That was that was interesting. Yeah, and then and then actually they do the match and uh, Finn Balor gets a win by DQ no less, but he still gets a win over Braun Strowman. Yeah, That's pretty but, cool. But I, I like how they do that. Yeah, because you know because it, it's not to predict oh, Braun's just going to crush him and Kevin Owens getting involved being the pest. Right, right. He's the best pest. But it worked wonderfully because it got heat on Owens. Yep. It made it let uh, Finn shine for a little bit and Braun lost nothing from yeah. us. You know, he he loses nothing in this defeat. Yeah. So totally cool with it. Yeah. I thought that was good. I thought Junior Mahal and Seth Rollins was good, and I was surprised. That was pretty good. Because it, good. it made Seth Rollins. Because Jinder was in it? Yes. That's why you were surprised that it was good? <laughs> no, well, because, well, that, yes. But the Seth Rollins, you know, getting DQ'd in the way where he just got, he's just had got frustrated. You know? Right, yeah. You, you know, because, because it's like, you know, I don't know if they're going to play out this. It's like, well, we can get to you mentally. Yeah. Where you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. And it looks like we might get an Elias... Uh, Feud with Seth Rollins possibly out of this, so we'll see what happens there. Good for Elias. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I thought I liked this week's Ronda Rousey Nia Jax better than the previous week. I uh, thought I thought that was great when she was. This one was her, pretty good. Yeah. Well, Jax, the best Nia Jax. Jax this week. Well, she's back to being a bad guy. Or at least this week. Yeah. And she's better as a bad guy than she is as a good guy. Absolutely. She's way better as a bad guy than she is as a good guy. But I love that because you're beating this opponent and you're just taunting her. It's like I'm going to do this. Oh, you think you can do this? Watch this, and then just. I love that. That yeah. that is that is that's like Kevin Owens level of being being or the Miz 
Like she like and that like I knew she had that in her, but I was just like, I love this Nia Jax. Yeah, Do well, this. here's my thing. They need to. The, here's the problem. The way this is being set up is Rousey's either gonna beat her fairly convincingly, or somebody has to interfere and, yeah. and get involved in everything because this can't. This can't just go off that. It's way too early for them to already give this away as far as Rousey claiming a title. Uh, I'm still thinking Natalia has to be the one to do it, right? I, I, Turn her back I, on Rousey and it leads to a feud with Natalia? I think so. You know, make her chase. Yeah. Because, because sometimes that's what builds it up with somebody has a chase, not a four-year Roman Reigns chase. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, like, back in the days like ECW where uh, like Rob Van Dam had a chase for a while. Or, right, you, right, you know, right. guys like Tommy Dreamer who never really got there but was close. And- right. Um, the Raw Tag Team Champions made an appearance. They had a match against the Ascension. And what is essentially a 60-minute Broadway for the Ascension? It was four and a half minutes long. That is longer than they are used to being out there yeah, these days. Yeah, so uh, good for them. Um, seriously, it was fine. I mean, the match was, you know, it was passable. It was nothing amazing, but no, it was there. No, it happened. You know what it was. The barbecue after that, which I, I you know, it's the tag team scene. Man, you, there's a lot of. Not great teams. In no, the there's Raw. a lot of not great teams on Raw. There's a, you're correct. Also, where the hell are the authors of pain? Yeah, they weren't there. No, no and I don't remember seeing them the week before either. No. Like, where the weeks. hell are they? Are they just kind of keeping them off TV because they're all of a sudden going to show up? Or what's going on? Because I'm not loving this. Yeah. I, I, that's a legitimate team. And there's another team somebody asked about. We'll get the emails too. It's like you kind of forget about because yeah. you're not seeing them anymore. I'm going to breeze through Rorden, uh, Rord, uh, Rudin's Owens yeah, because just nothing amazing there. The Sami Zayn segment, again, not great with Bobby Lashley. And Lashley sucks as a baby face. I'm just saying it. He, the dude was great as a heel when he was on Impact Wrestling. Why Why do we bring people back to go against their parts? I don't understand because it's like in NXT, we've got EC3 playing a baby to a degree, to a degree, playing a baby face, which makes no sense. We've got... Um, Rude. We've got Bobby Roode playing a face, which makes no sense. We've got Bobby Lashley playing a face, which makes no sense. And we've got, um, oh, there was another guy that I was going to bring up. But not Drew McIntyre. Yes, Drew McIntyre, because <laughs> he's a way better face than he is a heel now. He's a way better like fighting tough guy champion than he is as the, a heel character. Not that he's not a good, and I'm not saying none of these guys are good at their roles. I'm just saying that's not their best. Like, why did we start them out? On the left foot as opposed to the right foot. And I know some people are left-handed. Take that personally. Go away. I don't care. Get away, Dave. Go away. I, well, I mean, I, I less like for Drew's case, but I thought like for Bobby, oh, it's just going to introduce him to us. We get used to him and then the change. But eh, right. now it's just uh, poor Bobby. Right. You know, he's on Raw and not doing much. For the record, Dave's left-handed too. Yeah. So you're not alone out there. My dad's left-handed. I tease. Actually, you know what's funny is I'm one of the only people in my family that's not left-handed. Wow. My family bucks the the, the, the <laughs> statistics like crazy. It's I'm the freak in my family. Yeah, um, uh, the gauntlet wasn't bad. It, uh, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't bad, but they rushed through a lot of they, it well, yeah, to the point where I was like, eh. they, yeah, they got through the half the uh, two thirds of the riot squad in like a minute and a half. Yeah, can we like, make them mean something, please? <laughs> like I understand that Ruby Riot is kind of the featured act in that, but like Liv Morgan should still. I think like I feel like she should be a pretty good pest. Sarah, Sarah, uh, God, I lost her name. Liv Morgan, Sarah, oh, darn it. Hold on. I'm sure I've got it right here. I just freaking lost it for some reason. Um, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, yeah. For some reason, Logan jumped out at me. Um, Sarah Logan is like, how do I explain it? Like, she she should be the tough guy of the group. Yeah, exactly. The, like, she should I be, always say the bully, but but she should be the one, like, taking care of business. And, she, and the Ruby Wright just pounds your face. In. Right. Like, she, should should be, be she should be the Gordy Bam Bam of, yeah. of yeah. this group. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and then you got uh, you know the other girl, um, Liv. She could be more like the uh, she's the annoying like, one. Well, yeah, like, like Michael P. Uh, not Michael P. S. Hayes. That, that's I know who you're talking about. Uh, um, Jimmy Garvin or yeah, uh, who everybody <laughs> thought they could beat up because <laughs> yeah. they could. Um, and then Ruby rides Michael P. S. Hayes. Yeah, I mean we get this thing down to a T right here. Come on, come on. Um, anyway, so it goes and Bailey loses, and then it gets down to Sasha and Ruby, and I'm sitting here to myself going, not Sasha, anybody but Sasha. Guess who wins? Sasha, I yeah. uh, would have loved to see the. Oh, we forgot that the fact that Bailey and Sasha had a thing going on, and now that's gone. Uh, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> and then Sasha all of a sudden wins the final spot in the women's yeah, money in the bank ladder maybe, match. Like, oh, oh, maybe it'll become a numbers game, and the Bailey will come down and cost her the match. And she's like, oh, he cost you money in the bank. You, you My know. problem, it, it doesn't feel like the the women outside of Nia Jax and Ronda. And I get it; they're the main program at the moment. But it doesn't feel like the other women are getting time really anymore. No. And that bothers me a little bit because that feels like a regression. Now, yeah, they're in the main event slot and everything, and I get that, and that's fine. But they weren't they, you know, it was a holiday show. They know that they're not going to have good ratings anyway, so it doesn't really, you're not impressing me by putting them on last on, on that night. And I get it, they do it other nights too. It's just, I don't know, the matches just don't feel important right now. And I want them to mean something. I want them to, to have some weight to them. You know, it was the only female match we got. On yeah. Raw, so well, well, you did have like, six of them in the match, right? But I'm yeah. just saying, it's the only one we got, so it should have felt more important. Yeah, but you did have a you did have a segment with Nia Rousey. That, that right? No, I get that, and I get that. It's just it, it's just different for me. Yeah, but where was Natalia? Where was uh, you know? Well, Mickey yeah. James was in the gauntlet, but uh, right, right, right. I get you. I get you. Um, SmackDown happened, uh, opened up, and immediately made me mad because uh, what's his stupid face is back? Big Cass, yeah. big Cass, yeah, big big stupid face. Cass is back. And he inserts himself somehow into the Money in the Bank qualifying match between Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but why? Like he's not, he has no authority. No, why? He doesn't because it doesn't make any sense that he got put in this logic match. Logic went out the window when he came back. Logic went out the window when they hired that guy. <laughs> um, he, that is such an, like I hate bait and switches. I hate him so much. I really hate him when they're between, when they're, it involves like a dream match. Like Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan. Which now that being match. said, main event not a bad match. Everybody did fine. It was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Surprised somewhat by the outcome, considering that the Roman Reigns I thought was out in that same hold, and then the ref kept it going. And here I was like, oh maybe. Oh gonna- yeah, no, yeah. But I, this and this is what you and I talked about. This is why I get aggravated because there is no rhyme or reason to them checking on guys when they're in the hold like that. Yeah, it's some weeks it's we're gonna raise the hand three times. Some weeks we're gonna smack it a few times and wait and see if he wakes up. Other weeks we're gonna go. Jiggle. Oh, he's asleep. He's asleep. He's asleep. Yeah. You know, that's it. And it just, it, there's no consistency to it. And to me, that hurts the hold. It does. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt, okay, so, so some old Joe won this way, but I'm like, but, you know, but when the, the Roman, Roman Reigns match happened, you're like, oh, we're going to no. shake his arm for five yeah, minutes and yeah. go, hey, Roman, wake up. Yeah. Hey, 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 Roman. Hey, Roman, wake up. Yeah. Wait, 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 they should have done it to the crowd. Yeah. Wake up, crowd. Wake up, crowd. Just go out there. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, you awake? Hey, 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 you guys awake? Uh, but yeah, so that happened, and again, the match was was fine. But I wanted Samoa Joe and Dana Bryan, not not this. Um, Ty Dillinger versus Shinsuke, not bad. Was, for, match, match wasn't bad. I but I like Shinsuke showcases like that because I do too. He, he needs more of that to, to make him to solve. He I means a heel, but people still cheer for the knee and the the all yeah that stuff. Yeah, uh, I do think that it's going like it. It's hard to sell a last man standing match sometimes because just. I mean, the repeated, like, we're going to count. Yeah. That's yeah. just so boring. Um, but I am looking forward to the match very much so. I don't care about the dance-off. We're skipping it. That, <laughs> no, we're skipping it. Uh, the New Day versus The Bar versus... 
The Miz. The Miz. That's a good match. That that that's that was like that's one of those like hey, you can put that in the pay per view, give them twenty minutes. I I'll take that any day. Yeah, well, they already got more time here than they did on the pay per view. And New Day wins that, which is fine. Um, yeah, I was surprised that uh, the Miz got pinned in that match. I was a little bit, but it was the Miz, and you know what are you gonna do? Doesn't hurt him. Um, no, it doesn't hurt him at all. He's at this fine. Point. He's fine. Um, here's another thing, and I, somebody else mentioned this that I didn't love. Um, when the women's match was happening, uh, Oscar and Mandy Rose. The only thing Tom Phillips could find to say about Mandy Rose was about her looks. That's not great. That no, that no. feels like you're going backwards. Like with with what's his name, uh, Corey. Corey. That makes sense because he's drooling all over. Or he's he's yeah, smitten. Yeah. You know that's whatever. But when you're the actual lead commentator, you need to have more to say. You 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 need to be the voice of reason. Yeah, like do your homework. The fact that you know she teamed up with uh, Gold Dust during the mixed match challenge. Yeah, which we've already forgotten about. But her personality came out, and I'm Th- like, but like, think about give us more of that. Think about the personality, or I mean, even reference. She used to she teamed during the the mixed match challenge with Gold Dust, a legend, a veteran in this business. Yeah. Imagine what she picked up from him in this match. You know, with the physique she's got, with the with the talent she had. I've already said more interesting things than he said. That during that match, and that again feels like a regression, and I don't like it. I bet maybe he's just drilling over her, like, like maybe, but that's like, not his, that's <laughs> no, not not his, his character. Yeah, um, they gave Mandy a lot of offense against Asuka, which I don't love. Um, because Asuka, Asuka needs a reset at this point. She's not, she's got no, well, she not that she was so, match, but. right, 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 but not that she's so hurt by the loss to Charlotte that she can't come back from it, but just they're not doing anything for her. No. Nothing they're doing is reinvigorating the, uh, that Oscar streak. No, no, because I never thought with her match with the Carmella coming up that, like, I'd be like, Carmella really has a chance to win this, which is like, that's yeah. something I would think to be yeah. saying. And I think part of that, too, maybe the discussion because Carmella was there that maybe it's just kind of like, let me tell you, you know, this better be the biggest screw job finish ever yeah, if yeah. you expect us to believe Carmella beat her. Like because that match with Charlotte was a joke, not with yeah. not Oscar's Carmelo's match with Oscar or yeah. with with Charlotte, Charlotte was a yeah. joke. Yeah, Carmelo. There's no Charlotte. that match made no sense, and the finish was really, really yeah. like we've watched Charlotte kick out of the most ridiculous <laughs> stuff in these matches, and she gets beat by Carmella. All right, whatever you morons. Um, so yeah, SmackDown not my favorite child this week. So we'll move on quickly from that. Uh, Two hundred five live happened. Did you watch it? I did not. It was good. Um, the only thing you really need to watch, uh, de- definitively go watch, is Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. I mean, great match. 20-minute match. Fantastic. Incredibly well done. Yeah. Even, um, the, even the WWE.com says it was an absolute thriller. I mean, it, they're not lying. This one was really freaking good. <laughs> it was really good. And, I, you know, I feel like it, Drake Maverick might be, he, he might be getting in the ring at some point. Maybe against Buddy Murphy or somebody like that, but well, because well, the Buddy thing's been kind of for a while, been going on. It's like, hey, you can't wrestle and then have this, and the Buddy, you know, kind of just sticking his nose in, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, you know, which could be good. Um, I got to tell you, ever since they've redone uh, Two Hundred Five Live, Buddy Murphy is the breakout star for me. Yeah, which is funny because I thought he would get lost in the shuffle on Two Hundred Five Live. But but I'm happy to see that, and I'm happy to see guys. You know, I, I don't think Jack Gallagher wrestled, but I'm still like, yeah, he, he had a tag team match uh, with Brian Kendrick yeah. against uh, Lucha House Party. Yeah, yeah, and um, which by the way, the match I, I, fine. I love the name for that for that for Lucha that House l- Party little entourage. Yeah, I wish they <laughs> wouldn't one at a time say Lucha House. Party repeatedly. That's annoying, um, but I do agree. It's a fun name, yeah. uh, and it's good for you know Kalisto and stuff. And oh, Kalisto seems like he's having a blast, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Because I haven't really cared about Kalisto since he was in the U.S. title feud with Baron Corbin. Yeah, 
That was about the last time well, I felt like he the, did anything the meaningful. The best chairs match. The best chairs <laughs> match in WWE history. Never let that go, YouTube. Use that moniker yeah. all the time. <laughs> One half of the greatest te- chairs match in WWE history. Yeah. Um, so that takes care of that. And then we will move on to the show of the week. Holy I don't care what cow. anybody tells you. It was the best show all week long. Did you get to watch it? I No, I, I looked at some highlights. Uh, it was. But holy cow. It was really, 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 really good. Um, NXT, and it was fantastic, and it was great. And uh, it started out with Aleister Black and Lars Sullivan coming out. The promo wasn't amazing or anything, but it served its purpose. It did a good job. The coolest part of it was when Black goes for the Black Mass on uh, on Lars, yeah. and Lars catches it with one hand. And just look, he's just staring down at the boot like it was inconsequential to him. And he grabs him, puts him up in that freak accident, and slams him. And... It looked good. It looked clean. Here's the thing. I promise you they're going to go for that same thing on, on at TakeOver Chicago or whenever they do the match. I think it's TakeOver Chicago. Yeah, it's TakeOver Chicago, yeah. Uh, they're going to go for that same thing. Don't know that it's going to go as cleanly as that. That went about as well as they could have asked it to go because anytime they ask somebody to catch a punch or a kick, or a, it's always iffy. It's always iffy, particularly a spinning high kick like that. That's a little iffy, and he's going to catch it with one hand. Yeah. That's a little. Uh, you're not sure if that's going to work. He and Lars is, is is my favorite NXT star right now. Just he's the, great. The, the, the amount he's grown. Yeah. And, and like like when he's in that ladder match and then some of the other matches, I'm like damn, this we're, this guy is is here and he has an old school look, which I love. Oh yeah, really old school look. Um, we had another uh, squash match for the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, and they look you know they look good. But they need that. They need yeah. that. They're dominating right now, so good yeah. for them. Uh, we've got EC3 and Fabian Fabian Eichner EC3 again cast in the wrong role right now but still good Fabian Eichner this guy I feel like he's where Andrade Cien Almas was two years ago he is he's that enhancement guy who I swear to you could have a five star match with anybody on the roster. He just needs the edge. He is ripped. How does Vince McMahon that give this? Guy? I don't you know. You are ripped. You are going to be a champion. I don't. I don't That's understand how not. Um, but I mean, the dude is cut. The dude it's is his cut. Arms and he flies like crazy yeah. too. Um, he I, maybe he needs a manager, a la um, what Andrade Cien yeah. almost has with Zelina Vega. Maybe he needs a mouthpiece. That's all I can think because this guy is this close to putting it all together and being at the top of the card. I, he could be the next Andrade Cien Almas. This guy is fantastic. Uh, EC3 picks up the win there. Quick squash, but it still looked good yeah. uh, all the way around. They did a great piece on Bianca Belair, a uh, documentary video on, video on her, kind of filling you in on her and everything. It just it's, They always do well with those, so no big surprise there. Ricochet versus Chris D, uh, DeJack. Um, or Djack or Djack or people say it differently. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Used to be Donovan in um, Ring of Honor and everything. <sighs> really talented dude. Again, this was really a, a match for Ricochet to look good. It was essentially a high fly. It was a squash for Ricochet. All things considered. But uh, Djack and I saw this set on um, ProWrestling.net. When a guy like Djack is in your bullpen and your enhancement talent, you know how st- stacked your roster is. Yeah, yeah. Because that dude's crazy good. Um, I think he last was like number two hundred something in the PWI five hundred or whatever. Wow! I mean, he's the dude's moving on up six eight two seventy. Yeah, and he's a high flyer. Yeah, he does springboard stuff. He does moon salts. He does. Yeah, who at six impressive. eight can can do that stuff? I know. know. Not been cast. Crazy. <laughs> um, Ricochet gets the win with uh, it was with just his six th- six thirty, which is always impressive to see. Um, but it was it was fun to watch while it lasted, and then uh, Velveteen Dream comes out. They have a little promo. This is the best Ricochet sounded so far. Dream always sounds like smooth, smooth butter, 
and then Ricochet does this great thing where he runs and does a uh, uh, sen- uh, senton flip over the top rope and lands on his feet right in front of Velveteen Dream on the ramp because Velveteen Dream's holding the uh-huh. microphone. He lands right in front of him, gets right up in the mic. He's like, I accept, or like for the match or something like that. And I mean, like, he just, the perfect landing. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, but again, Ricochet has grown by miles in his ability to cut a promo. So there you go. Yeah, watching Dave's, right Dave's watching it right now. And uh, it was fairly impressive when Ricochet, I, at first I was like, is he going to try to suicide dive him from there? Because that's not really, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, seem feasible. Then who up? My boy lands and just walks right up to him. and That's pretty smooth. And Dream, uh, Dream yeah. has these great little nuances <laughs> in his face and, and his facial expressions. Love them. And they sell things so well. But Dream, let me tell you, Dream is a guy who I know he's still considered young and green by all things, but I, I think that dude's main roster ready yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, I mean, holy crap. Yeah, I, th- I thought he'd be up after WrestleMania. I thought he'd be one of those guys. I'm glad he's kind of not, though. I really like the idea of NXT being its own thing where we don't give you everybody. You, yeah. we, we're going to keep. By the way, when the hell is Sanity ever debuting? Uh, you know, I don't know. Weren't they we, supposed we, to we debut a few about weeks that. ago? I, th- I thought so. All right, well, we'll talk about that later on then when yeah. we get to the email. And then finally, uh, we had Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai in the main event for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, again, Kai looking scared, intimidated, whole nine yards there. Uh, but Shayna Baszler pushing it a little too far, just a little too far. And then Kai snapping and making a comeback, fighting back through that fear and everything. And she had a, a brief you know, moment of hope and all. Yeah. And it was cool, and then she gets caught in that clutch um, from uh, Shayna Baszler. Baszler puts her out. She's trying to hurt her again after the bell, of course. So then Nikki Cross comes out to make the save. Yeah, how about that? See Nikki. Nikki Cross came out, was unhinged as usual, and she perfect because I think she's the perfect foil for Shayna right now. Yeah. Because everybody else is scared of Shayna. Nikki ain't scared of Shayna. Nikki has no fear. Really, because Nikki's not smart enough to be afraid. When they had the four way. With, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton Royce and it, it, Billy Kay yeah. and Asuka. Yeah. yeah, and that crazy match. Yeah, there was they, no fear. Um, <laughs> no, and uh, she did. It was she wiped out uh, Shayna and had Dakota Kai act as, a, as an impromptu referee and counted a three count for her, and then raised her hand as the winner. So then she wouldn't give back the NXT Women's <laughs> Championship. She thought she was like, "No, I want it. It's mine." And uh, it was pretty great. Uh, but I'm excited for that. That's. I think the plan is Nikki for now, and. They're still going to build Dakai eventually being the one to topple Shayna. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this is just gives it a little more time to draw out. And I, I'm thinking maybe at some point Nikki ends up in trouble. Kai's the one who makes the save. Yeah, well, well, I Kyari Sane at some point too is is got to get maybe. Pop- well, didn't she already get involved with Kyari Sane? I feel like that happened way back early on. Did they did they have the match at? Uh... I thought I thought they had a match a while back on like NXT television. I think maybe a couple weeks ago, but I, I still maybe. feel that. Uh... Maybe, because she could, but she's tied up with Lacey Evans right now. I know that. So, Um, but again, it's just a lot of woman feeds going. But that was, (laughs) man. Let me tell. Hey, what do you know? (laughs) They effectively telling multiple women's titles or women's match stories. That's amazing. So uh, NXT absolutely show of the week. If you didn't see it, go out of your way to watch it. It's fantastic. The storytelling in that in that one hour is more than we get out of five hours between the other two big big programs every week. So. In any event, all right, so uh, yeah, I guess now's the time to dive into the mailbag and see what we got. All right, uh, well, we got uh, Corey writing in. All right, Corey. Hi, Corey. Uh, Corey. Uh, first of all, SmackDown moves to Friday. Like reports are saying, do you think uh, 205 Live moved to Friday as well? He says, I would li- actually like this. It would break up the monotony of the week. Give us more time to watch Raw. 
because it takes me a couple of days. Also, if SmackDown is Paige's house, but it's a house that AJ Styles built, then Shinsuke Nakamura tears down the house. Where's Paige going to live? It's very interesting. Yeah. I also uh, don't know. Yeah, but to um, 205 Live, um, that, that's an interesting call. Because that is an interesting call simply because you don't really know. If they put it on Friday, they're going to have to get a week ahead at some point, so they'd have to film two at once. You know what I mean? Before the move. Which, I mean, they got a year and change well, before yeah, they worry yeah, about that. Yeah. But they'd have to film one or two ahead of time just to make the move. Um but what what films after Raw? Well, they they no they tape beforehand. They tape like uh, the main event or something or uh, whatever the shows they have like right, the right, syndicated right. shows on the right. I mean, because Raw is really long. But my thought process is, well, maybe I'll have to do it around Raw or something. But I mean, that's Four a really long. Yeah. Oh, it'd be more than that. Yeah, let's, yeah. Not, let's not kid yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, SmackDown is the place to do it. So maybe I mean maybe they move it to Friday. But I mean, it doesn't break up your week too much because you're still going to have two o five live on Tuesday. That's not going to move to Friday. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll still air 205 live on Tuesday on the the WWE Network. I'd be curious how they do that. Yeah, maybe they just tape it and then they just run it afterwards and then they could package it up or clean it up or not that they need to clean it up, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Different more vignettes or whatever else. I don't know. I don't know, I guess is the answer, but I, 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 for money's sake, I could see them moving it to Friday with, um, yeah. With uh, SmackDown from a, ta- from a taping standpoint, you never know. Yes. Maybe they will do it after SmackDown on Friday. It just seems unlikely to me they're going to want to re- air an even later program on Friday night because Friday night's not good for television anyway. Nope. So, so there's that one. What's next? Idea. What uh, another email uh, came in from Jeffrey Dietz. Hey, Jeffrey. He says, "Hey there. Just want to congratulate you guys on 50 episodes. Yay! Thanks, Jeffrey. Listen to every single one, and we'll continue to do so. Especially if y'all continue to put me over whenever I chime in. Oh, See, there you go. That. There yeah. you go." Thanks for the check. Also, just want to let you know a couple of things. So, with all these TVs going on, do you think uh, the networks have any say or any influence in who's pushed the most or champ? No, not really. I don't think so. If they, if they, they're just the network. Um, they, there might be some influence there as far as like who makes the best champ for television or something like that. Who makes the best champ for for advertising purposes? That, that's why but, I think Brock is still a champion, maybe because of these deals. Maybe it's like, well, we like the name because we get him on TV, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe, possible. Maybe, 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 maybe there's a pop. But it's only into that. I mean, I don't think the, the network is going to go to them and say, hey, we really want so-and-so to be champion. Because I almost feel like Vince McMahon would spite, would spitefully not make that person champion. He put them at the bottom of the card. Shoot them a hall again. Because you're not going to tell <laughs> Vince McMahon who's going to be champion. In his. Again, they had the money to buy like half the company. Yeah. If they wanted to determine who'd be champion, they should have done that. Because then they'd have some sway. Some sway. But yeah. at this point, with the network, I mean, they can control as far as the content of how violent or how, you know, that sort of thing. But... I don't think they're going to have any say over who's the champion. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey also asked, what are your thoughts on CM Punk, given that he's uh, supposedly making an appearance at All In? If he returned to Russell, uh, Russell, what would be, you know, best people for him to work with uh, that Gwinnell will help him, but also opposing talent as well? Well, uh, if he returns at All In, I feel like the only feud that the only feud there is is him and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the only thing. Yeah, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him against like Kenny Omega and people along those lines too, but. If he returns it all in for this big show, if they're smart, what they'll they would if and again, this is all hypothetical if he was gonna return to the ring. Yeah. He would return to the ring and it would be a thing where he him and Cody Rhodes, I, for me, man, this is the match you build for the next year or something like that. Absolutely. For your next big event, whenever whenever they plan on doing another one, if they plan on doing another one. Because this will help sell. I mean, you could put the tickets on that for sale tomorrow, and if you're saying CM Punk will be back, it'll be sold out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look at this one sold out. We didn't even know what the matches were. The fact yeah. that, you know, and, and I know people are saying it's a big thing. I mean, of course, this is just one match. I mean, if they're touring all over the place, yeah. it'd, it'd be if a If they could repeatedly situation. do this, it would be one thing. Yeah. And I'd like to see that. 
I'd like to see that. But, and, any anything that helps wrestling. Do it twice a year. These big events. Yeah. You know, don't oversaturate it. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the WWE has one thing. Yeah, because it's like, oh, not many people go. Yeah, because they're have- still telling all their stories on like Ring of Honor and New Japan, and like yeah. they're all over the place telling these stories. So it's not like they need a weekly program. Exactly. They can build up. Hey, at this date, we're gonna do this. We're going to fight. Exactly. So, um, Also, one more email. Okay, uh, Josh McGinnis, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hi, so I, Josh. So I guess this is the long-time first-time. Yes, it is. Uh, seriously bleeping question. Where the bleep is insanity? We just touched we on this. We just touched on and that. And I just, I just researched that when we mentioned it, and the fact that- uh, They haven't know, debuted? They, well, they haven't debuted. We know that, but uh, either like- you know, is it the situation that Vince has already soured on him, or is it just are they kind of pulling back on the debut more right. like to kind of like figure out what we're going to do with these guys? Do we get any answers? No, no concrete answers. It's all kind of the speculation of what's going on. Yeah. Is, what, what, is there any real speculation that sounds logical? Um, apparently, it's uh, the stable is not prominently uh, to appear because. You. WWE isn't keen on throwing other NXT call-ups in the main roster television program right away and risk having Sandy get lost in the shuffle. You know what? I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. And you know what? At the same time, this lets those guys rest a little bit. They get you know, So when they come back, they're fresh. And, and again, an example of the fact that Bobby Lashley came to Raw and mm-hmm. he hasn't really been involved in anything they have, until they, now. Yeah, they, they bring up these NXT guys, and they have nothing for them sometimes. And I would much rather you wait until you have something concrete for them than just throw them in there. I still wish they had um, the cross with them. I do too. I do too. But, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm also glad. I'm also glad she's staying on NXT for now. Yeah, I agree. She could be in. The, she could make an appearance later. She yeah. could make an appearance later. So, um, but yeah. So we don't know yet. Is the point? <laughs> so <laughs> but there's th- that. That's your speculation. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's logical though. They just don't have something for him because we haven't heard anything about anybody getting injured or anything like that. Yeah. So and, and, and that just, makes sense to me. They just don't have a spot yeah, for him because because you're like, what do we do with these guys? And then uh, in a couple of weeks, it's like, well, we don't care anymore. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'll debut and you're like, oh crap, I forgot about, you know, yeah. you know, there you go. So that's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. I guess that's, uh, that's episode 50, right? Five yes. oh. Wow. I can't believe it. We're this close to our AARP membership. We are. We're this we are. close. Getting that in the mail. You think, we're not, you think we're not filing this under the show? You're wrong. The show's <laughs> name will be like Esteban. That's uh, good. I can't think of an S middle name. It's going to be one of the tags of music. Steven. Isn't Esteban and Steven the same thing? Esteban? Yeah, isn't Esteban like the Spanish name like for Steven? I thought Stefan. Semi Steven Stefan. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is us being terrible at language and, and boy, you know, multicultural like stuff. Spanish we're, many we're years so ago. Oh so did I, and I don't remember barely yeah. any of it. I know how to say there's a cat in my pants. That's about yeah. it. Why would you even have to say that? Uh, Yo tengo hey. gato in mi pantalones. Gato. Is it Gato? You said Gato. Gato. I thought you said Cato. Well, I might have accidentally, but I meant to say Gato. <laughs> G-A-T-O. Gato could be a different word. It could be, but it could it's be. a Gato. It's a Gato, yeah, right. and it's in my pants, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. Don't make me repeat. All right. Oh, uh, next week, by the way. Yes. Um, Big, big, big preview. Episode 51. Oh, it is. Yes, 51 is going to be the preview episode for Money in the Bank. Damn. Wow. Man. We're going to fall with that because we're going to have to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Hopefully next week we... Uh, We'll have better stuff to talk about because this <laughs> week was just a little disappointing about what you're in. If you weren't NXT, you were a little disappointing this week. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully next week we got some uh, more exciting stuff to talk about. But uh, I'm excited to talk about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view because that pay-per-view on paper should be really good. Yeah. So we'll get into that. Of course, email us, ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, again, we use them right here. If you guys do this routinely, we will get our own music or something and whatnot to separate that and make it special and fancy just for you because we love you guys sometimes. 
Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Episode Still 50. Be here for episode 51 next week on Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and repeat. <laughs>